get here? All right, yes. Uh, welcome to How Did I Get Here, where we live our best lives on the internet and mm. come out on the other side knowing more but not feeling all that much smarter. Mm. We are your hosts. Jay. And Alexa. Uh, yeah. And for those of you who have not been here before, I think we need to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And also, please, it's super, super important that you leave a review. Uh, check out youtube.com slash for full episodes. Now… How's the last five minutes been? The last five minutes have been pretty productive. What have we been talking about? I don't know, but when you sit up straight, you're taller than me, and I don't like it. So no, because like slouched. I was, I was, I was asking, I was asking everybody in the room, like, do I look like I'm being disrespectful by sitting like this? Because Alexa over here is sitting like straight up posture. I don't. But then, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like maybe I gotta sit that way. No. But then my back doesn't allow me to be in the same frame as you. If I straighten up. So that yeah. might be an issue as well. So this is no disrespect to anybody in the room. I'm just sitting like this because of the fact that I am catering to Alexa's needs. Okay. Now moving on to the topic of the day. The question is how do I survive a zombie apocalypse? Yes. This… I, I love everything surrounding apocalyptic things. Specifically the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I love this kind of stuff. Yes. Oh. I saw your teaser. Which one? The pyramid. Ah! Jumanji? No. Not Jumanji? And it's not comeback either. It's just a what project. It? Oh, it's a project. Yeah. Let's talk about the zombie apocalypse. Yes. Did you watch The Walking Dead ever? I did. Okay, how far? Um, I watched up to where… Uh, I forgot his name. He dies by the metal bat. Uh, Wait. Hold up. Did you get to the arc with the governor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so… Oh, Glenn! Yeah, Glenn. Glenn the does. only Korean character, yes. Yes. No, I passed, I passed that too, but I just… I couldn't get into it after that. Really? Yeah, it was just… It was just weird for me. Okay, I kind of felt that though, because Glenn was the one character I was attached to. Him and Carol, so I mean… After Everyone Glenn dies died, in that show. I mean, it is the zombie apocalypse, my man. And true. And then, and then, you know what's crazy? Like, I thought the show was super humane because as the seasons progressed, the zombies became less of a threat. Like, they just stopped caring. And that was hmm. that felt so humane to me because I feel like if that really happened, that's exactly how humans would react to it. Hmm. Things I, no matter how dangerous they seem, we start we start adjusting to. You're right. I mean, the human species is a very adapting kind of species. We adapt, I guess, especially when it's like the fight or flight kind of situation, like life or death. But I never thought about it that way. You're right. Yeah, and the zombies were so much more aggressive in season one. Yeah, they came in hordes. Why are they only in like yeah. ones or twos now? Well, that that is question that is good. Weapon of choice. Uh, me, a sword. Hmm. Yeah, because the thing is with guns, you gotta reload. Chainsaws, you need fuel. What else? I mean, a baseball bat wouldn't be bad, like Lucille, like right. what Negan had. It wouldn't be bad. Negan's the governor, right? No, Negan is a completely different character. Negan's the a bad bat. one. Negan's the one that killed Glenn. Yeah, he's the governor. Spoilers. I'm so sorry. Wait, who's um, the governor? Oh, the governor. The, the, the king. eye patch. Eye patch. No, no, no. When they first went to… Uh, what was that place called? It was like… Sanctuary. Little, yeah, the sanctuary. Yeah. Governor. Oh, that was so long ago. I don't yeah. That. I just remember escaping somehow from a pot or something like that. Yeah. Governor. Okay. Governor. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. If the zombie apocalypse starts though… Like honestly… Just find a big house with a big lawn. Yeah. But I mean right? you gotta think. How would you wind up defending yourself if and when a swarm of zombies came? Or if people wanted to come and like try to like take your survival goods and whatnot. Right. So when you think zombies, what do you think… 
Because I feel like there's a lot of different portrayals of zombies, Mm -hmm. right? And the IQs vary. Some zombies know how to open doors. True. Some zombies crash their head into doors. But the thing is, if you look at like the old original, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess the blueprint of zombies from things like Night of the Living Dead, like they're coming for you, Barbara, like that kind of thing. It's kill the brain, kill the ghoul. The zombies are slow. They're just flesh-eating, brain-eating creatures. But then when you look at things like World War Z, they're like genetically mutated to be able to jump and run and chase things and be intelligent. Exactly. Resident Evil, Left 4 Dead, like all these kind of things. So I don't I don't know what the real zombie apocalypse… Apocalypse. You okay? No. Okay, there I don't know what the real Long apocalypse day. would be. Yeah. Long day. What's your weapon of choice? Um, I don't think I'd look for a weapon. I think i just try to get like a big mansion. Uh, metal fences. Mm-hmm. Security system. Underground, underground like pathways. A bunker. Yeah. Is that asking for too much? I don't know. Some people have like… They have nuclear fallout shelters. Mm. Like Post Malone talks about this all the time. He's super into it. And he found somewhere in Nevada where like… If the world was to see a nuclear war… The nuclear winds wouldn't be swayed in that direction. Interesting. There's a place in Nevada. Apparently. According to Post Malone. Time to look into real estate. Is that something that you're actually considering? I mean, I, the thing is, okay, so I do believe the world could come to end in so many different ways. One of them being nuclear war, but definitely one of them being the zombie apocalypse. I really do see a likelihood for some kind of… You think so? Oh, yeah. You think people oh, yeah. will actually become zombies? And Not necessarily possible. dead and become reanimated, but do you remember this one uh, Bath disease? Salts. That thing that happened with the cannibalism, the guy mm. eating someone's face in the street. Bath salts. But then there's this one… Drug, I think it's called crocodile. Actually, it starts rotting you from the inside out. It's a drug called crocodile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's don't look it up. If you don't like graphic stuff. But there's a drug called crocodile, and it starts rotting you from the inside out, giving you the appearance of a zombie. Like everything just starts decaying. Wow. I, I like looking into these things. So that's crazy. That's hmm. like wow. I mean, you know, we already had traces of cannibalism in living people. That's a thing people do. Cannibalism is a thing, whether it's cultural. Or whether it's brought on by like some kind of like mm. illness, so to say, or like drug abuse. But you know, I feel like it wouldn't be impossible for zombie-like beings to eventually. No, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, crocodiles really interesting. Mm. Wow, to be so addicted to a drug that you literally see yourself atrophy and you mm. keep doing it—that's mm-hmm. insane. Mm. Wow, I looked at a, I looked at a list on YouTube recently. And I think so like it was like serotonin levels, right? Mm-hmm. And how happy the level of happiness you can achieve. I think the last thing on the chart was a drug and the thing left to it was falling in love. And Interesting. it was by it was by it was a mile apart. It wasn't even close. Huh. You know. So I mean they may do things for you in the short term, but do you want to live with the long Lasting outcomes of it? Yeah. I don't think… I don't know if I want to live with my body becoming atrophy. So uh, the one… Yeah okay. So there are all kinds of emergencies out there that we can prepare for. Take a zombie apocalypse for example. That's right. I said… Then they spell out zombie apocalypse. Mm. You may laugh now but when it happens you'll be happy you read this. And hey maybe you'll even learn a thing or two about how to prepare for a real emergency. Mm. So they have a list of things that you need to do before zombies… Or hurricanes or pandemics, for example, actually happen. So first of all, you should have an emergency kit in your house. Uh, this includes things like water, food, and other supplies to get you through the first couple of days before you can locate a zombie-free refugee camp. Or in the event of a natural disaster, it will buy you some time until you're able to make your way to an evacuation shelter or utility lines are restored. So below are a few lines and they have a list. 
So an emergency packet or an emergency kit should include water, one gallon per person per day, food, stock up on non-perishable items that you eat regularly. Twinkies are non-perishable. I learned that from Zombieland. (laughs) I actually learned that from Zombieland. Right. Medications. This includes prescriptions and non-prescription meds. Tools and supplies. Utility knife, duct tape, battery-powered radio, ETC. Sanitation and hygiene. Household bleach, soap, towels. Clothing and bedding. A change of clothes for each family member and blankets. Important documents. Copies of your driver's license, passport, and birth certificate. First aid supplies. Interesting. Mm. You You know what they always… Like go looking for in zombie series. What? They always go looking for some kind of an- antibiotics. Yeah, you're right. Are antibiotics like a general thing that you could just apply to any 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 kind of like illness? Uh, I don't know. Especially when it comes to this fictional kind of like dead and reanimation kind of thing. I don't think anything we have in existence at the moment would be an antidote, so to say. Mm. Or would reverse the effects of being bit or prevent like zombification. Right. But have you heard of nano what is it? Nano, nano thingies that <laughs> heal you. That heal you. Yeah. No, I swear there was like nano nanotech. That heal you. Healing wounds with nanotechnology. So they're saying that look, it repairs organs. Huh. Interesting. So it's like a little bot that goes inside your body and like yeah, and it starts like duplicating itself. Or I, I that's what I to think. To be like regenerative yeah. to like different like skin tissue, cell tissues and stuff. Yeah, and they regenerate. They can regenerate a whole organ within weeks. Active blood vessels form, saving the legs of the mice. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? So eventually this nanotechnology thing, I'm not exactly quite sure what mm-hmm. it is or educated with it. But this could become a worldwide solution for so many problems. True. What would be the what would be the probability of needing a liver transplant that's 50-50% of survival when you can just rebuild your own? But the question is how long does it take for it to regenerate? I don't know. That's the thing. It's also a thing. Because depending on how long the person has left, prob- like the probability of them living how many more hours or days or months. If you can get the nanotechnology mm. in in time, it could regenerate like the damaged part of the liver before. Right. But. I wonder I wonder how that would work. So you would just cut off the part that's infected or has has the problems? Well, fun fact that with the liver specifically, the liver is one of the few organs that can actually regenerate itself. And so if I cut off my liver, I can regenerate it? Because on the black market, it, it goes for $455,000. Yeah. <laughs> no, I saw an article. It said the heart is a million. Mm. And then the liver is the second most sought after, yeah. sought after organ. It's the like liver is regenerative. I don't know about anything else like the pancreas. or like That's so blood. interesting. Wait, what about people with liver diseases then? That's a really good question. Because maybe maybe too much of the liver was damaged to cut off where it's damaged. Because you know, it's like you would only cut off so much of something for it to function. Oh, like you can't cut off half of yeah. half of the, the 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 lizard's body for its its tail to regrow. Exactly. Like that. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Okay, let's go back into the article. Science. Um, let's see. So you need to come up with an emergency plan after you use you have established your emergency kit and made. Yeah. All the needed steps and whatnot. Uh, so let's see. It needs to include like where would you go and who would you call if zombies started appearing outside your doorstep? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Uh, you can also implement this. Leave me alone. Wow. <laughs> implement this plan if there's My a flood, God. earthquake, or other emergency. You need to identify the types of emergencies that are possible in your area. Mm. Besides a zombie apocalypse, this may include floods, tornadoes, earthquakes, other natural disasters. Right, right. If you are unsure, contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. You need to pick a meeting place for your family to regroup in case zombies invade your home. 
or in case your town evacuates because of a natural disaster. Pick mm. one place right outside your home for sudden emergencies and one place outside of your neighborhood in case you're unable to return home right away. Mm. Uh, identify your emergency contacts. I feel like that's a given. Right, right, right. Uh, make sure you lift, list those out. Also, any out-of-state contact you might need. Plan your evacuation room. I feel like that's the biggest one you need. Evacuation room. Are we talking like shelter? Like fallout shelter? Evacuation route. A like route. how you would go, where you would go. Uh, ah, yeah. like let's go to the middle of the mountains here. Basically, where there's nobody. yeah. Interesting. But don't you think… Don't you think it would be best to stay in the city due to the fact that everyone would be relocating to those areas? That is very true. But then it brings… It begs the question of what kind of zombies would they be? Would they be the kind of zombies that are like dogs and could smell you? Because if so, staying in one place would not be a good idea. Because what's if you're the last living people in this area, all the zombies are going to come to you. That's true. That's actually kind of true. It just depends. So relevant. You know? <gasps> huh. Okay, anyway. Uh, they also say, never fear. The CDC is ready. If zombies did start roaming the streets, CDC would conduct an investigation much late. Much like any other disease outbreak, CDC would provide technical assistance to cities, states, or international partners dealing with the zombie investigation. When it comes to the zombie apocalypse, my question is, how fast would things spread? And what is the likelihood of it spreading outside of like, I don't know, a state within a day? There's no way you're going to contain that. Yeah. If it's what we're imagining it to be and what it, what it portrays itself to be in these movies, <laughs> that's the end of the world. There's no way. What? In reality, a disease like zombieism would generally be very easy to contain? Convince me, okay? With the zombie epidemic, you would immediately know who was infected. There will be no moral ambu… Really? You don't think, you don't think it'd be morally ambiguous? If, if your husband or your wife or the person or your father or mother became a zombie, you don't think it'd be morally ambiguous to put a spike through their head? I mean… Really? Okay. I don't think you thought this one through. I mean, the thing is… Ah, see, I've thought about this as well. Yeah, the thing is, is though, would you want your loved one to carry on as an undead being living off the flesh and brains of the living, potentially to be killed by somebody else? Or would you put them out of their misery and therefore be safer? So that's one way to think about it. But then you got to think about it in a different aspect. What if you could just trap them in a room and they don't need food anyway, leave them there, lock it down… What, if a pet zombie? Watch, but when the cure comes out, what if a cure comes out? True, but the thing is, see, I what I wonder is how long can zombies go without feeding? Because mm. it's like you know they're already dead and they're slowly decaying as it is. What happens like when a, like the everything decays? Like let's say their bones are falling apart, they can't walk anymore. Like what happens after that? I don't know. I just assume that if you'd be cured, like it would eventually de deatrophy. I mean, maybe not so much kill them, but do what they do in The Walking Dead. Cut off their jaws and their arms like Michonne did when she had the walkers and the leashes. Well, then how are they going to talk? Well, if they're dead. They look, listen, listen. This is my thing. What if… Wouldn't you… Okay, see, the, my problem with there's no moral ambiguity with it is the fact that if there was a cure, then for the rest of your life, you would be questioning yourself. What if I just trapped them in that room? Because you don't know when the cure is going to come out. If they're saying the CDC is as effective as they as they think they're going to be, mm. what if a cure comes out within a year, two okay. years? So maybe don't cut off the jaw. Maybe just uh, get one of those like I don't know a muzzle of sorts, and I don't know like restrain their arms, keep them in their room so they can't get up and move and bite you. That's it. Just as long as they can't bite or grab you, right. that's what you got to do. I would just leave them in a house and probably just never come out of that house and just lock it out from the outside. But then you know, I mean, I mean, just... come out of that house and just lock it out from the outside. And just leave them in there until the cure was, you know. But you know, what happens if they were to break free? And then as soon as you open the door, it's like, oh, hello. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, 
I think I would feel guilty for the rest of my life if I knew that there was a way to save them and it was someone mm. I cared about. True. So no moral ambiguity? I don't think so. Whomever this may concern. Hmm. All right. And now that we have discussed the zombie outbreak, mm-hmm. would you survive? I I don't know. In conclusion, I'm like, would we survive or not? I I personally, personally feel like I would survive until I gave up. I feel mm. like I wouldn't… Okay, maybe not survive, but I would fight to survive. What would push you beyond the… I'm going to give up breaking point. I think at the point where nobody… Absolutely nobody that I know was left. Because mm, I mean, for me, days. it's not so much I would live for myself. I just want to live for others. That's kind of how I am in general. Okay. So when it gets to the point where nobody I know, love, and care about is left… It's like, okay then… <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay, okay. I see, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't survive either. But would you fight to? Or like, would you just stay in your little mansion with your pet zombies? I probably wouldn't want to die. I mean, I I feel like everybody at one point in time when it breaks out, they're going to try to run. They're going to try to fight. True. But uh, I don't know. I just just see myself being the first character to trip on something and die. (laughs) Yeah. Now that we have answered the question for today, we are going to rest your weary ears with Day 6 Zombie.
Alrighty, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that beautiful song composed by Jay, lyrics by Young Kim Wampir. So uh, we're going to go into some questions for today. And the first question is, uh, Would you rather be able to talk to animals or be able to speak all languages? That's a hard one. What would you do? I mean… Hmm. Mm. I feel like in our line of work, being able to speak all languages would be very beneficial. Right. But just imagine the amount of content you can make if you could speak to animals. You could just have little… Like, can you imagine like… You just have like birds bringing you clothes in the morning. Like Cinderella. Like you know. That's exactly what I was about to say. You'd literally be Cinderella. <laughs> oh like Snow White. And just have animals do your bidding. I mean… Like squirrel go attack. Yes. Wow that's… I love that's what you thought of first. That's so… Actually yeah. I think animals might be better. Really? What if animals hate us? Animals probably do yeah. hate the human race. But I don't know. I personally… I would like to speak all languages. Yo you know why pigeons in Korea… Don't why are they like, so scary here? So they don't move right? No. It's because they're blind. That's what I heard. Really? They're deaf and blind or something like that. Because like for yeah. those of you who don't live in Korea might not know. People are like terrified of birds here. Specifically pigeons. For me I've never been afraid of birds. But then here pigeons don't care. They will just fly at you. Yeah they, they don't move. Like even if you're like mm. next to them. And I heard it's because for some reason their senses have been dulled here in Korea. I don't know exactly why. But in America as soon as you get like within 15 meters one they, they jet. Mm-hmm. They're out of here. Yeah. Hmm. I thought they were just brave. <laughs> question two. Why do you feel so tired on Mondays? Hmm. I would love to answer this question. But I don't know when Mondays are anymore. So… Yeah everything just kind of blends together. Like a nice little watercolor painting. Yeah. I don't know anymore either. You finally get it. You just get up when they tell you to get up. You get in the car when they tell you to get in the car. Yeah. It's you go to it. shop when they tell you to go to the shop. That's how it is. You yeah. get on stage when they call you. And you go home and sleep. And then you repeat it all again the next day. But do you sleep? We've, we talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this. Do you sleep? Do you sleep? You don't sleep. No. Have you not been sleeping still? No, I mean the other day I I did sleep after the award show. Because that was a long day. Right. You um, deserve it. You won an award. Thanks. But I mean it, it differs. It differs. I really think it's an anxiety thing. Yeah. Because there must have been a lot of anxiety for you. Especially oh, yeah. even getting on stage. Oh yeah. Did you give your speech in Korean? Yeah, in English. Oh. <laughs> How'd it go? How'd it go? Good. It went well? Yeah. Okay. I questioned that. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> but um, yeah, actually this, this leads up to the importance of mental health. Mm. And anxiety being a real thing. Mm-hmm. And we need to educate our youth and adolescents about this. Mm-hmm. Before the actual attacks come. Right. So that we can, you know, preemptively right. block the problems. Mm. Do you know where I'm going? Preventative measures, yeah. Yeah, preventative pre- 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 measures. <laughs> lots of measures. Preventative lots of them. Measures, yes. Yeah, lots, lots of those. Yes. You know why? Because I am running a campaign on September 15th with Represent called From Friends hmm. in coalition with Jed. Oh, wow. We are making merchandise, just your typical t shirt, hoodie, sweatpants, cap, right? It's not really about the clothing or the items. But I decided to do this for my birthday. Because I felt like this birthday I can give back. And mm. I can feel good about myself. You know what I mean? Mm. So we're, we're doing it in partnership with Jed. 
And we're running a campaign where it's to basically just spread awareness of mental issues and how things could really affect you to our youth, especially. Because I realized having my condition that ever since I was younger, I've had anxiety. Mm. I've had sparks and sparks and many incidents where it would have been clear cut that I have a problem if I had been educated. Mm. So that's what we're raising money for. Uh, we are going to try to help the youth and together we will fight anxiety all around the world. Yes. That is good. YouTube.com slash music. Yes. Okay. So um, make sure for future episodes that you send your questions in with the hashtag H-D-I-G-H-H-D-I-G. And uh, let us know what should be our next big question to search for future episodes. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at The Dive Studios. And you can find full episodes of YouTube on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Dive Pods. A few days after the audio posting, of course. And we do have a TikTok, which is The Dive Studios. Uh, yeah. Goodbye. Bye bye. How did I get here? With Jay. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.